Welcome to the NRL.com podcast. We will be previewing the three massive internationals that are coming up. The triple header in Auckland this weekend. My name's Chris Kennedy. I'll be your host. I'm joined in the studio by Kenny Scott. And on the line is Craig Wing. Welcome, gentlemen. G'day, mate. Good to be back. It is, it's amazing to be back, right? Just when you think it's over and you think you're wondering what you're going to do with your weekends, bam! International Rugby League comes and gives you a full serving. Bring it on. Rugby League just keeps on giving. Um, so we'll start off, I guess, with Australia v Tonga. Both winners um, last up. Australia far too good for New Zealand. Tonga, an impressive upset over Great Britain. Wingy, what are your takeouts from here? Does anything Tonga can do to, to double up and, and rattle the Aussies? Or you think Kangaroo's too slick? Where's this going to be won? Look, I'm going for the Kangaroos. And yes, I do think the Kangaroos will be too slick. But I do see a lot of potential in the Tongan side. Um, I really hope that they get off to a good start and they put Australia under the pump because if we see Tonga do well, then the international game is doing really well as well. Um, Looking at their team, I really like their forward pack, uh, but I hope that they don't just play... I hope they don't try and play the same game plan that Australia will play and are better at playing. Um, By that I mean try and play percentage football, hit it up out the middle, try and play set piece. I'd really like to see them move the ball around. Obviously, it's a double-edged sword, that that style of game plan, because if if your execution's not precise, then it can put you under a lot of pressure. But they've got a lot of skillful forwards, the Tongan team. Um, I'd like to see them shift the ball. I'd like to see them go for a lot of offloads. Um, Their forwards have got ball skills. Um, they've got footwork and, and, and they're good players in their own right. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'd like to see them shift the ball around, move Australia around, try and get those big guys in situations coming up against the Aussies um, in one-on-one situations. Um, I don't want to see them just try and go through the middle and get game tackled and have their speed of the play the ball slowed down. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go out and say it. Mr. Wing, I'm kind of disappointed in you saying that you're going for Australia. Surely the best result for all of us here is a Tongan win because that's going to get rugby yeah. league in the hearts and minds of everybody across the world. No, mate. As, if you ever pull on a green and gold jumper, you <laughs> oh, never go against it. You always throw <laughs> that in my face, aren't yeah, you? I never played for Australia. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I tend to agree. Like, I, I, I mean, Honestly, it's, it's going to be tough for any team to beat Australia at any time. Um, they're the best team in the world and... If you just look at that team, it's it's a team of champions and a champion team. Um, but I'm with you. I reckon the Tongans they just they need to make the Kangaroos like think, get mentally tired. Yeah. So that that's yeah. one that really plays in the Tong in the Tongans' favour is chuck it around and play fast. Uh, yeah. yeah, and look, I think they've got look they're particularly in their halves or let's say the spine they they're, they're quite outmatched. But then you look through the rest of the team, particularly in the forward pack, and they've got some really good players in there. Jason Tamalolos. Yasuo Takiaho. Don't forget, you've got um, John Asiata, and uh, who will be coming in off the bench. That he can play like a five-eight. He can kick, he can run, he can offload, and he can ball play. Um, I think they need to play to their strengths, and that's to try and put these guys in good positions um, where they're not getting gang tackled. And the only way you can do that is to move the move the Aussie defence around a little bit side to side. Certainly, the strength is in the forward pack, and if it's not, if it's not a better forward pack than Australia, it's certainly at least as powerful, if not more so. And like you sort of touched on with some, some offloading and some really hard carries at the line, that that needs to be the the platform. Yeah, and you, and you look at 
Well, think back to the way that the Rabbitohs were playing, not this season, but just past the, season, the last season, where they would shift it wide early, spread the defence out, and then they'd have the Burgesses coming through the middle with their big bodies, um, getting one-on-one, quick play the ball, quick tackles, and then Damian Cook was getting out of with daylight around him. Um, I think they, they they need to try and adopt that that style of a game plan. Mm. I mean, they obviously don't have the same calibre of playmaker available. Damien Cook, who you just mentioned, was, was player of the match against New Zealand. His combination with James Tedesco, who's arguably the best player in the world at the moment, um, was huge for Australia, throwing Munster and DC in the halves. And you're pitting them up against, um, you know, Silva Havili, Ada Hingano, Tui Lolahia and Will Hopawati. They're, they're all, you know, good, solid first-grade players. But in terms of a, a test match spine, that's probably the biggest advantage to the Aussies. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, let's let's be realistic. The, the Aussie team is, is is very stacked. You look across the team; they're all the best players in their team. They've all had big game experience, and even the young guys, the young guys in the Aussie team, are really standing up. And you look at them and you think they're going to be in the Aussie team for for for, for some while, uh, for some time to come. And uh, I guess before we move on from this one, Cameron Murray to debut. He's the one change to the 17 from last start. Ben Hunt drops off, which means it's um, an all-forward bench, no utility or, or playmaker. It's just um, all forwards, I guess, looking to counter that, that power in the Tongan pack. Surely, doesn't that mean yeah. that Australia just thinks they're just going to be able to push them around? Like, just throw body after body at them and, 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 and pummel them into the ground? No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> if you look at the team list and you look at the heads, they don't look like the kind of guys that you'd be able to push them around. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they will try to um, build pressure. They will try and build pressure. They'll try to put the ball down in their end. Um, and particularly with some bigger bodies, it's really difficult if you're looking up at the start of your set and you've got 100 metres to go. So they're going to try and play field position, possession. They will try and shift them around. Um, but I think they will fall back on their spine to, to, to lead them around the park. So final uh, verdict, probably the Aussies to be too good. But Tonga, if they are, get a really good start and, and play to their strengths, not, not out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, I, I think it could potentially be an entertaining game if um, if the the Tongans don't go into their shell. I'm a Tigers fan that believes in fairy tales. Tonga by four. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Um, the middle game, the Kiwis up against Great Britain, two teams that lost last start, uh, conversely to, to the other game. New Zealand, I think this might be the first time since Sean Johnson's debuted for New Zealand that he's been not picked when fit and available. Uh, Kieran Foran comes in. Johnson was obviously disappointing, although he had a few mates in that category uh, against Australia. Wingy, how, how big of a, a move is this for New Zealand? Do you do you back four and to come in and help turn things around. How do you how do you see the Kiwis? Look, he's he's an old head and he's got a lot of experience around him. And um, um, look, I, Sean Johnson, in all honesty, hasn't probably been in the best form in clutch games this season. Um, he's as, like he's a tremendously skilled player, but potentially he's a little bit down on confidence. Um, and his polish, but his fist tackle options, particularly his kicking game has been a little bit subpar, but not something that, that, that can't be fixed. Um, he is a class player. But, look, they've gone for two old heads in the halves, which is, which is always a, a stabilising thing for a, for, for a team as a whole. Um, but I'm looking across the two teams, and I think they're pretty evenly matched. I actually like the, uh, the Great Britain forward pack. I thought they were a little bit disappointing in their last game, and they'll be looking 
particularly with a coach like Wayne Bennett, they'll be looking to to really go up another level. But um, um, the the New Zealand team, they've, they've they've got some good players there as well, particularly at the back there with Roger Tuivasa, Sheck, um, Hargraves, who was in great form this year, and uh, Brighton Nakora, Kenny Bromwich, Joseph Tuffany. So. I think it's, I'm looking forward to this one from the point of view of, of the forward battle. Um, mm. Hargraves versus Burgess, um, Bateman versus Nakora on the edges there, um, James, James Graham, Tuppany. I think uh, I think this will be a the inter, in, interesting clash of bodies. Mm, I, I agree. So this is two teams that like they've been letdowns so far. I reckon. Interestingly, the key for me is probably in. Um, Great, the Great Britain team, they've got a lot more Super League players. Um, and actually, I don't even know if the New Zealand team has any Super League players in it. Um, so you'd, you'd hope that they're, they're switched on and they're ready to prove to the NRL-based players that the Super League is just as tough a competition and requires just as much skill and, and, and they're sort of in that mindset that they really want to show them up. Because I think if they're not, if they're not thinking that way, um, this might be a game where New Zealand gets itself back on track. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's no Super League players, all NRL players in the Kiwi side. Quite a few NRL players in the England side too. One guy I'm really interested to see is Jackson Hastings, obviously former NRL player, current reigning Super League man of steel after an absolute blinder of a season with uh, Salford that got them to a, a remarkable grand final appearance. Um, I thought he had some nice touches last week, but just didn't really seem to be gelling that well um, with the rest of the spine. There's been one change on that front. Johnny Lomax replacing Lachlan Kurt at fullback otherwise the playmakers are the same. George Williams who um, made headlines when he signed for Canberra uh, is still out of the team because Hastings is holding on to that seven jersey. Um, Wingy, do you see that along with you know Gareth Widdop and Josh Hodgson obviously having the, the playmaking polish to, to get the job done? Particularly with Josh Hodgson. If, mm. they, if they can dominate in the forward then they can get a bit of a roll on. Um, his craftiness out of, out of dummy half there well, it, it got great uh, Canberra to where they to where they got to, and um, he's probably been one of the better hookers in the world mm. up until uh, up until now. Gareth Widdop put him on the back of a of a go forward forward pack, and he's got some skill, and he can really really create some opportunities. But look, same goes for uh, for Benji and Kieran Kieran Foran. and Brandon Smith. Um, look, he's he's been learning hooker from the best. Obviously, he hasn't had too much time there. And the time that he has had in hooker for Melbourne, it's been more of a, a super sub, trying to explosive, run as much as you can, um, less sort of tempo and ball play. But um, he does have a lot of big game experience for, uh, from a club point of view. So um, when I look at them, I, I'd probably say that they're, they're, they're pretty evenly matched. Um, New Zealand may have it just a touch in the in the halves, but then um, I think uh, I think Great Britain have it a little bit at hooker, and then you've got the two fullbacks, uh, Roger Tuivasa Sheck with his uh, speed and agility. Um, I guess I guess if you, if you're looking at the spine, I guess he tips the scales a little bit towards New Zealand. We finish up with a, uh, a tip from both of you. Wingy, I'll start with you. It's probably the hardest game for me uh, of yeah. the day to tip. Which way are you leaning? 13-12 New Zealand. Oh, what a game. Can't wait for that <laughs> one. Who kicks the one? Benji? Uh, who am I going to go for here? Actually, Isarco is a sharp, sharp shooter of... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, um, let's go for him. I reckon yeah, yeah, we'll be um, uh, attack heavy, so I'm going to go 24-20 to New Zealand. I like yeah. it. I'll, uh, I'll be the other one out and I'll tip. England 16-14 with uh, Jackson Hastings, man of the match. Uh, first game to I'm kick not the it all off. Likes fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> um, first game, Samoa up against Fiji. Uh, Samoa pretty good during the nines, made the, the finals stages before going down to Australia. Fiji, very disappointing, lost all their pool games. Um, they were very big last start winners in the middle of the year when they trounced uh, fairly understrength Lebanon, but that was a long time ago. Now, Samoa won that weekend against PNG. I don't know how much we can take from those games. Um, Wingy, can you read much into this? The, the confidence out of the nines, Fiji missing a few players, Mike Acevo out, suspended, only a few sort of big-name NRL stars. Uh, some are looking at probably a bit stronger at the moment. Uh, look, you know what? For this game, I really, really hope we see a heap of hot potato footy. Mm. By that, I mean I hope they just chuck it around. Um, I hope to see them spinning it from their try line. I hope them seeing it, see them taking it down the edges. And I hope to see some exciting football. Yes, the polish might not be um, what we'll see from some of the other games, um, but they've certainly got some big bodies and, and some athletic bodies. Both teams do, uh, where we could make it we could make it like a really interesting spectacle. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, when you look at the two the two teams on paper, I I don't have much hope for Fiji um, personally, mm. but we can just hope like what you want is fast, open, um, you know, fancy free football, should we mm. call it? And, and and some big hits too. Yeah, you know, yeah. the ones where they just run out of the line and put their body on the line. Yes, they might completely miss, or yes, they can put someone <laughs> into the grandstand, but yeah. that's what I want to see. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, um, I'd love Fiji to be at, at full, full strength. Sivo and Api Corusau, a few of the other NRL stars that are, are missing, might even things up a bit. Um, hopefully we do see Kikau wind up nice and early and get those offloads going. I think... Um, for Samoa, hopefully guys like Jerome Luai and Danny Levi, who were very enterprising during the nines, don't go into their yeah. shells too much and sort of, like you were saying, when you toss the, the footy around and try a few well, things. Reckon we'll see any uh, 50 metre tries on the bell from Michael Cheekham? Yeah, that's his specialty. <laughs> if scores are uh, level in the 85th minute, he's, he's the guy you want with the ball, I think. Yeah, and I'm picking a couple of big hits from Kane Evans. Actually, yeah, good call. He, uh, he'd probably be stinging to go after a month or so off. Yeah. Everyone tipping uh, Samoa in this one? Yep. Yeah, going to have to go Samoa on this one. Yeah, I think it might be a bit of a score. Um, before we wrap this baby up, we just want to touch on some big news during the week. Both Sam Burgess and Matt Gillard unfortunately forced into retirement, both due to uh, chronic shoulder injuries. Um, Wingy, you only would have probably just missed Sam at South. You would have left only a season or two um, before yeah, he got uh, there, but you would have seen, obviously, his career unfold. Obviously, and, and in, in, the, in the time that he's been here in Australia, he's done some great things. He's, he's, he's equal to, at the Rabbitohs, the legendary uh, Scott Sattler. Played with a broken jaw. Sammy played with a busted eye from the first tackle. Um and the way that he's led that team, and he was the foundation of them being a top team. Um, he, he'll be remembered at, 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 the, at the Mighty Bunnies forever. He's, uh, it's, it's always really sad for, for senior guys to retire due to injury and not go out on their own terms, but that's the harsh reality of, of, of such a contact sport that unfortunately... Um, the, the physicality can get the better of you. I mean, you look at the way that Sam Burgess has played and even Gillette has played as well. Um, they're the kind of guys that, you know, team comes first, 
the team comes before their body and 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 and, and self sacrifices uh, their self self sacrifice is unquestionable. So um, the guy the, the the way that those guys uh, played the foot played the game was uh, a true testament to to them, their team, and their families. Well spoken and well said. Yeah, I think we'll miss both of them in the NRL. And, you know, Gillett probably won't attract the same headlines as Sam Burgess, but for a guy who spent most of his career as pretty much a walk-up start in Maroon and, and Green and Gold, yeah. he um, probably managed to go through most of it being pretty underrated as yeah. well. Um, any final thoughts, K-Man, before we uh, sign this baby off? Uh, oh, it's, just, it's just great to see um, a feast of international rugby league, like a triple header. Mm. I, like I can't be there, but my word, if there's ever a game that that I am, well, would be willing to fork out several thousand dollars to fly to, this would probably be it. I'm wondering if there's going to be more Kiwi support in the second game or more Tongan support in mm. the third game because there's certainly yeah. a huge Tongan community over there that really gets behind the yeah. uh, the red jersey. All right, boys, it's been fantastic at the band get back together for this one-off uh, mm. triple header <laughs> preview. Thank you so much both for joining us, and uh, can't wait for this weekend. See ya. Enjoy, boys.